healthy dose of thought-provoking insights and information for business owners, entrepreneurs, leaders, and nonprofit professionals. Each day since March of 2020, this program has offered that one thing to help you continue on your own unique pathway to success. And now, renegades, we bring you Bob Graham and Tom Brush. Hey, Tom. Happy Wednesday. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing very, it was very like, just like, here's the standard question. I noticed that you got the blue shirt memo. That's good. We were on yeah, track. I got the blue shirt memo. Um, and I also, I don't know if you saw, but right before we started, I actually went and turned on the fan because it is really warm in this room. The sun is baking me. So I, that's why I was out of sorts. I had to do some movement and then get back in time for that do 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 and i didn't want to like do it as i was falling in that then i looked like have you have you ever watched the tv program Shit's creek can you say that on the air i did okay have you yes, seen that program a little there's bit the character there's the character the older guy bob yes, yes his name is bob and he shuffles around i'm going to do this because i can and he shuffles. This is sort of how he walks. Okay. <laughs> I'm just giving you know. Hey, right. so, folks, if you came here for something useful, you've come to the right place. So what Tom and I try to do each day is we try to help you figure out. And we also have some witty banter, or at least we think it's witty. We also try to celebrate. We also try to figure out something, clarify something for ourselves and for you so that you can Find the steps to move forward. That's our goal here. How'd I do, Tom? I never get to do that. So I figured I'd give it a shot. That's not bad. That's not bad. I just wanted to throw in there that if you're listening to the podcast, you should go back and watch. Why? <laughs> I always no. want to say that. <laughs> There's lots of value to podcasts and people can I love it. listen you to it anywhere. You miss Bob's little introductory gyration. It's the only way I can put it. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> which has a unique hey, history. I'm not nearly as bad as the guy you and I have been watching on video over the last couple of days. Yeah, it is. It is interesting. Bob and I have been watching a video of this guy who um, is helping us through something, which is great. And <laughs> now he, it sounds like it's a marriage counselor, Tom. <laughs> you don't have issues like helping us through something. It's not that bad. It's a good thing. It, well, I it. Yeah. Yes. I, I don't even know where to take that. <laughs> Anyhow, it's uh, got you totally flustered today. So uh, off the place. Let's get back to the the program. So yes, Bob, okay. you did a great job with the introduction. The only thing I would add is that at the end of the show, we try to provide that one thing, the antidote, to help you move forward through the topic that we've been discussing. And you may use it today. You may not use it until later. Because you might not be at a point where this topic is top of mind. Although we are pretty sure, given all the people we've talked to, it will come up as a part of your daily life, your work life. And so that's why we want to have these discussions so that you will have this, so that your knowledge, experience, and perspective will be prepared when that situation arrives. Other than that, excellent job, Bob, today. Thank you. So the other thing we like to start the show off with is our celebrations. And um, Bob, what's your celebration for today? 
I'm going to celebrate the fact that I have a work schedule and a job that allows me the luxury of being able to go out and play golf today at 11.10. For uh, nine holes, play at 11, be back at my desk at 2 o'clock. I have a 3 o'clock meeting. And to me, that's one of the signs to me of success. A lot of people think big success comes from making a whole lot of money, which is great. Not A lot of people want to help people, and I want to help people. I'd love to make a lot of money. But one of the really important things to me is the flexibility that my schedule allows me. That someone said, hey, I've got a spot to play golf at 11.10. Can you make it? I was like, I think I can. And that's one of the benefits to being a renegade. It's not nine to five. It doesn't have to be nine to five. It can actually be seven to 10, take a break, play golf for three hours, and then work from 2.30 to 8.30, Who cares? As long as the work gets done, no one's losing sleep, right? Fair enough. Fair enough. And this morning, I am celebrating that. Um, what am I celebrating today? It's a good question. Because <laughs> uh, all I could think about was, uh, you know, something that's not really a celebration. Although I, I'll celebrate that as much as I miss the fact that my wife and our dogs are out of town today, it was nice not to have the one dog scratching at the bed at 4.30 looking to go outside. So um, I will celebrate the opportunity to sleep in um, while at the same time, Missing having my dogs and wife around, which okay, so I like that. Yeah. And Tom, we also do a national celebration because we like to enrich the world. And I'm going to tell you today's a big one, and the reason it's a big one to me is because there's a story around it. It's National Linguini Day, and Rose, the little girl that lives next door to us, for the longest time, her favorite pasta was guinguini. And every time I saw her, are you having linguine for dinner tonight? And she couldn't say linguine. And finally, there was a day that she could say linguine, right? She's like, Bob, you say it wrong. She had no idea I was making fun of her for the last couple of years. It was precious. So there you have it. Well, what is it about pasta? What do you mean? That, is so, hard, that is so hard for kids to pronounce. Like yeah, spaghetti's yeah, spaghetti's another tough one. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. What is it about that? Why is that? I don't that... even want to think about them saying capellini or whatever or uh Right. <laughs> it's just a challenging thing. And I think that maybe the people who created the names for the pasta, which I would imagine are people probably in Italian. Italy, probably Italian. That's I think that's a safe guess. They wanted people to ask for help on how to pronounce it so that they oh, could enlighten wow. them of what the correct pronunciation was. <laughs> that was your best segue ever. <laughs> so the reason Bob is laughing is that our topic today is asking for help. We're talking about how renegades roll. Because again, last week we talked about being a renegade. And this week we were talking about how renegades roll, how they move through their days and through their lives. And I think one of, I, I might say that this might be one of the most renegade things that people can do. Um, and they probably don't even know it is ask for help. Uh, I think that it is some- I think they that, know it, but it's difficult to reconcile that idea. 
because I believed for the longest time that I had to know all the answers. I'm the owner of a company. If I don't know all the answers, what the heck am I the owner for? It took me a while to realize that the more I relied on other people, the stronger I became and the better my company became because I only have one perspective. Sure. Yeah, well, it's interesting because I, I was never afraid to ask for help and ask for questions. I was the person that probably every teacher was like, holy cow, that kid stop asking questions. And, uh, and it was because I wanted to understand. I wanted to make sure that I was clear on what they what information they were sharing and and i think that when you think about it in that terms it's it's a very different than thinking about it as a weakness and i think many people sometimes would say that if i have to ask for help what am i doing doing whatever it is i'm doing bob raised his hand there for those of you on the podcast just just to make sure that everyone is aware um and I, and I think that that, for some reason in our society, that has become a part of the fabric of asking for help. And I'm not quite, quite sure why. I mean, that to me would be an interesting, interesting thing of why that is a part of um, our culture, that asking for help is a weakness. Um, do you have any thoughts on that? or can you I have us? a lot of thoughts on that. Um, having taught college students for a number of years, one of the hardest things in the world for them was to ask for help. When they were struggling with doing something, when they would come to, to my office and say, hey, can I ask you a question? They would hem and haw for as long as possible because they were afraid. They were afraid that I would judge them. And I think that's what often happens is we think that we're going to be judged when we ask for help. It's saying, I don't know the answers. I, I need something from you. And I think that makes us, at least for me, it makes me uncomfortable sometimes that, to ask for help. It, 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 like a couple of days ago, you made a suggestion to me off the program about something that you offered me. You offered me something. And I was kind of looking for help without asking for it. And you made a very generous offer, and I wouldn't accept it. I just wouldn't. It was just like, I'm not going to accept your help with this. I'm just not going to do it. And you, it's, I, and I don't think I'm alone. I mean, I think that's probably, if you think of what gets in the way of success with most people, I think the biggest thing is not soliciting help, not asking for people, you know, asking people, hey, what do you see them missing? Or, when someone offers help, to go back to what we talked about yesterday, not listening to it. And I know when you offer help, Tom, it comes from a place of complete caring for me. It, uh, there's no judgment. There's no, you know, you're a complete idiot. I can't believe you're, you don't know these things. There's none of that whatsoever. But still, I'm reluctant to accept help. I truly want to figure it all out on my own because in some weird way in my brain, success is tied to me figuring it out. If you help me figure it out, now I got to give a share of that success to you. And that kind of ruins it for me. And I've talked to several people who are like, that's exactly right. That's exactly what's going on in my head. If I get you to help me and you give me the solution, now it's not mine. Now it's ours. And do I owe you money for it if it leads me to be a billionaire? It, do I owe you thank yous at every time I speak about how great my company is? But, you know, I, I look at Apple. 
Steve Jobs wasn't the whole company. He didn't have all the ideas. There was Johnny I and there was Steve, no, not Steve Wozniak. I'm trying to think. There were a couple other guys that, that really played a key role. But we embody Apple and Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs was brilliant. The iPhone was brilliant. And I think we want to be that person, at least I do, it's Steve Jobs. Everyone goes, yeah, Apple, Steve Jobs. Not Apple, Steve Jobs, and the other 5,000 employees. And by comparison, you know, to give the other side of the equation, look at NASA. You know, there's a, a SpaceX flight supposed to go off tonight with uh, four civilians. And they were talking on the news this morning about it, and they were saying that this all goes back to NASA. NASA is a giant, giant organization with thousands of employees, subcontractors, 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 and every single person in that organization plays a role in getting that spaceship into the air. Everyone from the person who cleans the ship so that it's safe to the person who loads the fuel to the person who says 10, 9, 8, 7, they all play a role. And we would say, oh, the pilot's so amazing. Oh, he did such a great job. The astronauts are so amazing. But there are a lot of people in it. And I really struggle in my head to reconcile those two very different perspectives. One, I got to do it myself. And two, I know that the greatest successes that we see are a team effort, if not a societal effort. Well, I would ask you, what effort has ever been accomplished alone? Very little. I know that, Tom. I totally get it. It, but in my head, and you, it's funny, you said before the program, you're going to love this topic. You can see this brings out a passion in me because I find this really difficult. Asking for help is not on the short list for me. I have to really fight myself. I have projects around the house that I can't do myself. And my next door neighbor, uh, Rose's father, is an engineer. Laura is like, ask him. He'll, he'll help you with that. Ask Tony, go ahead. I won't do it. I just, and he would love to do it. We watch his kids. We babysize kids. We've never charged them a dollar. We've done all kinds of fun things with their kids. He would gladly spend 20 minutes solving my problem for me. And I bet he's in his garage looking and going, I wish Bob would just ask me. He doesn't know what the heck he's doing. He's really good at what he's good at. But let's be honest. He's not an engineer. I'm an engineer. And every now and then, Laura gets so frustrated with me that she'll actually text Tony. And Tony will just happen over. He'll be like, hey, Bob, what's going on? What are you working on? Laura sent you, didn't she? He's like, yeah, she did. Why don't you let me help you? And then I'll let him help me, but I won't ask for that help. That's a weakness. That's, that's, a, that's a drawback for me. That, that certainly has inhibited the opportunities I have. I'm absolutely certain. Well, I don't think you're alone. I think there are a lot of people who, who, who operate in the same way. And it's interesting. And I, I often wonder why that is. You know, and, I, and I, as, I, as you were talking and I was trying to think about that, I think, you know, it's sometimes you feel like we now owe them something. And I don't know if mm -hmm. that comes from because, you know, so much of um, the world a long time ago was about trade, <clears throat> you know. I'll do this. I'll give you this, and you give me that. Um, and and there was this. There was like it had to be an exchange, and it was interesting because I think this came from the book The Go Giver, as you know, is one of my favorite books by Bob Burke. 
is that what if the exchange doesn't always have to be with the same person? Mm -hmm. Is that, yeah, your neighbor might help you. <clears throat> and the exchange is someone else is going to help him. And then somebody else is going to help them. And that it is this, there's not this finite amount of help out there that, well, if I get it from him, I'm going to have to pay him. Now, maybe, and I think there's a difference between, you know, asking for help and how much help you are asking for. You know, you can ask somebody to help you. You know, we had somebody help us move when we got here. One of the guys who was on my team came over and helped us move stuff off the truck. And he didn't ask for money. And at the same time, we had pizza and beer available afterwards for him as like a thank you. And so I think that there are lots of different ways that we can thank people for the help they give us. It doesn't necessarily have to be an exchange. Sometimes people just do it to do it. You know, it's interesting. I was also thinking about, do you know what a barn raising is? No, I live, I grew up in the city. <laughs> so it, the, you may have seen it in a movie, like in the Amish world, mm -hmm. when someone needs to build a barn or there's a fire or the, you know, something is falling down, it is a community activity. Like all the people get together and they raise the barn literally in a day. Wow. And, and I think that there's that sense of someone needs help. We're here to help. And I don't think there's any money exchanged in that. Now, what they may do is they provide a meal for the people who help or meals. And they do it for each other too. So you know, if I do it for you, you might do it for me when I need it. And I think that there's this feeling that, that you're going to owe someone something. And at some point they're going to come back looking for it. Yep. And I, I just wonder if we can get to that mode where the world, you owe the world something. So if someone does something to help you out, okay, now you need to go out in the world and help someone else out. Because I do believe, and this definitely is a part of Bob's book, The Go-Giver, is that it comes around. Is that if everybody well, is out book, there- Bob Berg's book, just so we're right. clear. Thanks. Uh, it was confusing there to me. Yeah, it was, a, you know, I know. Uh, just because I had referenced it. I hadn't yet referenced Bob's book. <laughs> if you need some help with something, The Renegade Way is a great way for you to find your way to- Flying off shelves one after another. <laughs> yes, they are. Um, and I think that, that, there, that it's this collective debt, let's say, is that just because some, if someone helps you, you're not obligated. You could pay them. You don't have to. They may not ask for it. You could help someone else. And that that would be a really great way to keep putting out there all of this help so that less and less people feel uncomfortable about asking for help. And I think maybe if people think about it as a collective rather than, oh man, all these people have done all of this for me that I owe them. Maybe. And not necessarily, you know, and I think you, there just has to come a point and the person who is doing the help also has to decide what's the value of that help. And is it something that they are willing to give for free or it is something that is that has significant value and they may charge for that. And that's how I think the world of that. And, and I think there's a difference between the two.
and that's okay. And I, you know, so I just, I just have always, uh, and not that I'm always good about asking for help, but a lot of times I know that I don't have all the answers and I'm okay with that. And I think that started when I was a kid that I was intrigued by learning and, and intrigued on getting, you know, getting an understanding of what was happening because I believe that that was going to help me move forward faster. And that if I could do that and I could have a better understanding, which would turn into results that I could evaluate, measure, and then figure out how to move forward from there, that that was ultimately going to be beneficial for where I was at. And that I stopped worrying about, you know, that I have to have all the answers. Well, and Tom, one of the great examples, I think, for you and me, where we've actually applied this is you and I each do speaking and we speak often to very different groups. And somewhere along the way, about a year ago, I think you asked for me to look at one of your presentations and you walked through it. And I was like, well, what about this? What about this? And we had a really good exchange about what about this? What about this? That really, I think from where I saw, improved it in terms of what you were trying to do. I think it clarified and crystallized. And now you and I have done that, what, with eight or 10 presentations between us? It's pretty much standard that hey, Bob, I've got a presentation next Friday. Can I walk through it with you this week and get your feedback because, and vice versa? Because our perspectives are aligned and we also know what the other person's trying to do and we see it with a different lens. We can step back. And I think that's the part of asking for help that I find exciting is when I ask for help, the person who accepts that request provides me a different set of knowledge, experience, and perspective. What's real for them may not be real for me. And that's where that's where the opportunity is. And and so and that's part of what we built with the Facebook group, our Ring of Renegades Facebook group, which you'll hear later is a private group, just so you know. And that's really important to me that within that group, people can ask for help. And it doesn't have to be like I'm looking for a financial advisor, though it could be, but it could certainly be, I'm considering three logos. Which one do you like best? Or I've got to give a presentation. What slide template do you use? And I really do wish that that group used that tool more. I try to use that. You and I have used it to crowdsource a lot of stuff because we've got over a thousand people in there from all kinds of industries that see it so profoundly in their own way. And there's never a time when someone asks for help where I don't go, wow, I didn't even think of that. Wow, that's a that's worth consideration. And that's how we all improve. So Tom, it's time for me to give you a whole bunch of comments. We got a cavalcade of comments. Cavalcade of comments. From Do you want to hmm? nothing. Cavalcade. <laughs> nice word. Thank you. I ask for help a lot. This is from Tim, but there are only so many clinical psychologists around. Good line. Um, I am celebrating being able to help a good friend today. That was also Tim. I love that he's telling us what he's celebrating. Um, also from Tim, all-time favorite pasta mispronunciation is my son saying Piscetti. Yes, there you go. That's a tough one. And from my sister, Nate says it's because it's Italian. It's hard to pronounce it correctly. Good morning, Bob and Tom. Good morning, Beth. Good morning, Nate. And also, we're all weak in some areas. Not asking for help is the height of hubris. That's from Tim. 
think he's Huber's going to be okay. one day. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> maybe, it, maybe we should re rename the show today's vocabulary words. I'm, I'm starting to think that's what we're doing. And then John Hansen offered us that's key. And I think the key that he's talking about is, you know, seeking help when we can't figure it out so that we can find ways to improve. And we don't, I, I'm, you know, I'm really struggling today, Tom, because I think I painted myself into this corner of, I don't know what the heck I'm talking about. But what I would say for me, just to clarify, I'm of two schools of thought. I really do have a fight going on in my head at all times. It's the ask for help angel on the right side and on the left side, the don't ask for help devil. And it is, each one wins throughout the day. You know, I, I'm getting better at asking for help, but I would bet the number of times I think of asking for help and the number of times I actually ask for help, I bet it's about 10, 12%. Fortunately, I'm blessed with people in my life now who they know when I need help and they will make the request. They will say, hey, Bob, I think you need this. I'm like, oh yeah, thank you. So it's interesting that you recognize there are people in your life that are willing to help you. And Absolutely. have helped you. And mm -hmm. yet you feel uncomfortable asking. Why is that? I think the discomfort comes from the vulnerability admitting I don't know all the answers, you know, uh, and- You honestly also, know all the answers. I, Do you know all the answers? I know I don't, Tom. This is this is the intellectual struggle. The rational, Bob, the rational Bob totally gets us. <clears throat> I, I, I like to think I could coach someone through this so beautifully, but coaching myself through it doesn't work because the emotion comes into it. And I feel like asking for help creates an inferiority issue. I know it's irrational, I totally get it, but I feel like I'm a lesser person if I ask for help. You're gonna like my one thing. Okay, then let's get right to it. This is the point in the program where Tom and I give you that one thing that you can chew on, maybe spit out, or maybe apply. Ooh, I like that. Chew on, spit out, or apply. I think spit out means uh, let's just say it could impact you. Okay. All There's right. a lot of different ways it can, you know, impact can but be significant. But you could also reject it. You're free to reject it. Here's the interesting thing about that, though. Even when you reject someone's idea or concepts, mm -hmm. doesn't it have an impact on you? Doesn't it make you stop and say, hmm? Yes. Let me think about that. How does that, and I would, I would almost bet that it has a tiny impact on who and what you are because you have stopped to consider whether this is something that you should explore more, better understand. And so that even if it is something that you disagree with, don't like, think is ridiculous, I think it likely has a change. It changes you. It might be small. I would agree with that. And still there is change. It goes into the soup. Correct. Absolutely. You know, and, and, and maybe the oregano, you don't really taste it, but it's in there. And if you don't put the oregano in that soup, man, this just doesn't taste right. Oh, I forgot the oregano. Right? Or I, I forgot the basil or the thyme. Look at that. I'm like Mr. Mr. Uh, soup.
Although it's it would have been better if I talked about it. spaghetti sauce, right? Pasta sauce. That would have been more appropriate today. Well, outside of time, I think basil and oregano definitely are part of spaghetti sauce. Indeed. Or gravy, hey, depending Tom, on you're, you're You're delaying and distracting. We want your one thing. We are at the edge of our seats. Here's my one thing, is that while many think asking for help is a weakness, I am convinced it is a strength. It is a strength to say, I know a lot, I don't know it all. And I and and I if I really want to move forward quicker, I'm gonna ask somebody for help. Because I know that if I if I'm not sure and I can I'll sit and struggle with it, like Bob sat sits and struggles with the things around his yard, when he could probably be done sooner and move on to something else he enjoys, rather than struggling with something that he doesn't understand or doesn't have complete knowledge of. To me, that is a strength. It's a strength that you are that you are willing to admit that you don't know it all, and that's okay. And that you might know somebody, and you likely do know someone who has information that could be really helpful to you. So if you stop thinking about asking for help as a weakness and start to think about it as asking a strength, that, and a strength that is gonna help you even get stronger. Because here's the funny thing about asking for help. We learn something, right? How many times have you have you asked for help and not learned something? Oh, every single time I've gotten help. Help doesn't that improve you as a person? Yes, it also helps me get closer to achieving what I'm trying to achieve every time. So maybe it's time for you to flex that muscle of asking for help so that it gets stronger and stronger, and you're able to move forward quicker. So I'm going to make this is going to be a weird one thing. Okay. I'm going to pledge to ask for someone's help every day for a whole week. That's okay. at least six times more than I would ask in a week. That might be 12 times more than I would ask in a week. So every day I'm going to make sure at least one time I ask someone for help. Might be something small. It might be something big. Can I add something to that? Please. I would say pick a number, whatever works for you. Of when somebody offers help, you'll say yes, not no. That's different, I think, as well. There's one thing okay. to ask for help. It's another thing to accept people's offers for help. Then I will ex I will commit to accepting any offer for help I get in the next week. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna blank and do it. I'm gonna be like, thank you. Yes, that sounds great. Just see what happens, and I'll report on. It. I'll do a video about it. I All think. Right. I think there'll be a lot to discover for me in that. And I think it's also, I don't think I'm alone. I think others will see through my experience, the discoveries. And, and I'll be brutally honest with it. You know, I'll, I'll tell you how uncomfortable it is. Scares the heck out of me just talking about it right now. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here going, can I undo that? But I know I need to do it. And I know Tom's going to, as soon as this is over, he's going to be like, so I want to help you with this thing. I'm like, oh, Tom, no, no. And then he's gonna, you said you were going to say yes. So it's coming. It might be coming in the next five minutes is my guess. Maybe, maybe not. I, it all depends. If I think I can be helpful in some way, I might, there might not be a place where I could be helpful. And I think that's the interesting thing about it all is that, that that's, that's to me the part about 
when people offered help is different than than someone responding to your ask. Because you yeah. are stating, I need help. When someone offers to help, they see an opportunity for them to do it. And here's yeah. the thing. When you turn it down, does that make them less likely to offer help to others? Or to you again. Correct. Right? I and mean, I think, I think it's, a, it's both of those. And how does that impact the world? Oh, now you make me feel bad. I've, I, I've damaged the whole world by not accepting help. Jeez, not uh, really? I'm, how am I going to sit through that? <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that there is, that, that think of the opportunities missed. Not damage the world. They're just opportunities that have been missed because we didn't ask for help or we didn't accept help. And not only how did that impact us, but how did that impact the person who could have been helpful? Think about all the times that you could have asked for help and the person who helped, how good they would have felt. And oh, yeah. saying, hey, you know what, this guy, maybe if I ask for help, someone else will feel really good about the ability to, to help. And I think if you change your perspective on how does it impact you and think about how does it impact them, how different would that create your answers? Oh yeah, I, th I think I think it would be a huge positive influence on the world. I think we'd solve a whole bunch more problems much more easily. So let's start today. Okay. All right, everyone. As Thanks. Jackson says, "Make that change." Make that change. I like that. All right, everyone. Thanks. You didn't have to say <laughs> more. Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah, I think we've been through your. Um, your uh, imitations in the past. <laughs> Not that you shouldn't bring them up. I love it. It's great. And if it helps you, I love it even more. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks so much for being a part of our show today. If you have one thing that you'd like to share about asking for help, or honestly, here's what I would say. Take the same challenge as Bob. Don't be afraid to ask for help. If you're inside our Ring of Renegades Facebook group, which it's easy to do. All you have to do is go to Facebook, search for Ring of Renegades and ask to join. Because as Bob shared earlier, it is a private group. And we created that intentionally so that we would create a space where maybe people would feel comfortable asking for help. So if you need help with something, go in and ask. One of the things I find about Facebook group is that people are looking to give value, looking to be supportive. And at the same time, they're looking for support and to be helped. So it's a great community with a lot of great people who I think would be willing to do that if you went in and just asked and were willing to accept it when somebody offers. So you I'm going to start a chat in there. I'm going to start a thread that has help in it. So okay. if someone wants to ask for help and that way we can keep track of it and it'll give people a landing spot where they can ask for help. It can be big. It can be small. You never know. Sure. Sure. All right. Uh, all right. Nice. And if you're, if you're watching on our podcast, we hope that you will subscribe, like, review, and maybe most importantly, share it with your friends because maybe they don't know how to ask for help and could really use it. And maybe it's an opportunity for you to give help and how much that might change the where someone else is at. So we look forward to our next conversation with you, which is tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. Eastern time for our next edition of today's antidote. So 
Go out and have a great day, everyone. Embrace the renegading you. Thanks for listening to today's antidote, powered by the Renegade Success Network. The Renegade Success Network helps you confidently create your own unique pathway to success. To learn more about the Renegade Success Network and how you can take your next step, follow us on Twitter, connect on LinkedIn, or join the Ring of Renegades Facebook group. For full details on how you can join our community, go to renegadesuccessnetwork.com. Embrace the renegade in you.